seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. And welcome to the Video Nasties podcast. My name's Chris Brown. There are films on this list that have been rather heavily influenced by more successful offerings. And, that you know, it's not uncommon here, should we say. An unkind person would possibly call them rip-offs. But the Video Nasties podcast is not unkind. Overgenerous, perhaps, but not unkind. Let's not forget, after all, that Zombie Flesh Eaters was heavily influenced by Dawn of the Dead. And Night Train Murders was plenty to Last House on the Left. Both successful films in their own right that takes an idea and then runs with it in their own direction. But there are films also like Contamination from 1980, a film that owes plenty to Alien, and but is so tied very clearly to an extremely low budget and a love of one very particular special effect the old exploding stomach, done in slow motion. That, although it is notably different from the film that it's uh, influenced by, it still kind of has it unraveled in its DNA. But here, for Easter, I offer you a film that features its own very unusual brand of eggs. outer space. Why not? How many worlds are there in the universe? Millions. Perhaps billions. Unless they come from much closer, but... Mars has always stimulated man's imagination. But as far as that cave was concerned, there was absolutely nothing in there. You were telling the truth all along. But these are photographs. But there hasn't been another expedition to Mars. No. These were found here, on Earth. Thousands of them. The woman is Stella Holmes, a first-class mind. Oh! <laughs> 
lady would like information about our coffee. All your questions will be answered here. Hamilton has got your friends. A large ship is drifts into New York Harbour. It seems to be abandoned, and the ship is discovered to be carrying large containers of coffee. But actually, in these containers, described as coffee, there is actually um, a series of like football-sized green eggs. The crew sent in to explore the ghost ship find uh, the remains of this former crew. They've gathered all into one place. They soon find out why that's happened. When these eggs are heated up enough, the group, they explode, spraying this odd, dangerous liquid, which is toxic to living creatures and causes the body to immediately explode from the inside out. The military, um, to try and solve and find out what's happening with this, gets uh, Colonel Stella Holmes involved, who's played by Louise Marlowe. She establishes a link between the Green Eggs and a recent mission to Mars that ended very badly for the two astronauts who descend on the planet. One of them has completely disappeared. And the other, who is uh, Commander Ian Hubbard, who's played by Ian McCulloch, who you may notice from, or you may remember if you've seen Zombie Flesh Eaters. He's had a breakdown and become an alcoholic. Um. Hubbard agrees to help Holmes in her investigation and they uncover this plot to bring the deadly eggs to Manhattan. Um, and they basically, <coughs> in true Italian horror style, they end up uh, in a Colombian coffee plantation to find out what's going on. All is not what it seems. Hubbard's first former astronaut colleague is apparently alive and well and living under the influence of a monstrous alien cyclops, which is using mind control to favour its plot to flood the world of the eggs and to wipe out life on Earth. You have the nerve to come in here and tell me to control myself? They've been giving me a smoke cure, wearing me out, washing me down for six hours. Then they leave me here to freeze my balls off. And now you come in and dare to tell me to keep myself controlled, baby? Don't call me baby, young man. And you don't call me a young man, babe. It might not show right now, but I'm a police lieutenant. Got that? And I'm a colonel. Internal security responsible directly to the president. Special Division 5. Any other comments, Lieutenant? Uh, no, sir. Uh, no, ma'am. At ease, Lieutenant. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. There is no reason for you to salute me. Thank you. As of this moment, I am in complete charge of the 
Caribbean lady case. Now, exactly what did you see on board? You talked about eggs. Is that correct? Uh, well, as a matter of fact, they did look like eggs, about the size of pumpkins, kind of like footballs. And there were all these cases with Unibergs written on the side of them, hundreds of them. The whole of the ship's cargo? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, uh, yes, ma'am. I think so. I, uh, one of the cases had dropped to the ground, and one of the eggs had rolled just under a large pipe. And then, uh, well, it was ripening. What do you mean? Well, it was different from the others. It was, well, it was almost like a, a lie. It wasn't as green. It, and, and that was the one which sprayed all its substance on the poor doctor and made them all... I need explode. one of those eggs immediately. But we'll have to be very careful how we do it. Call in the special section, squad two. Hey, you gonna freeze it? Yes, and the whole cargo with it. I don't know what, what kind of organism we're dealing with, but uh, whatever substance there is in these eggs will be neutralized by deep freezing. Mm. Then we'll, we'll see. Yes, well, I'll take care of that immediately. Uh, hey, uh, uh, talking about deep freezing, can I have my clothes, huh? For security reasons, your personal effects were destroyed. You'll be issued an overall. Overalls? Overalls? The film actually has a few titles. Um, Contamination. It's also known as Alien Contamination. Contamination on Earth. And Toxic Spawn, which is by far my favourite. It's a shame I didn't get that. It's a fantastic title, though. Obviously, it doesn't hint at the alien nature of the movie. And it was obviously made in 1980. The first thing I'd mention about the film is that generally it's quite innocuous. It doesn't, you know, we've always been able to pinpoint exactly the thing that is uh, that causes the movie to uh, to be on the video nasties list, and it's a little bit more tricky on this occasion. Um, I mean, you know, obviously it's the exploding stomachs, but. I would suggest or venture as much as to say that it's not quite as clear cut as that makes it sound. Anyway. According to the documentary Alien Arrives on Earth, which was done by Blue, Blue Underground Productions in 2003, after the film, success of his film Star Crash, a film that features David Hasselhoff, uh, the writer Luigi Cozy uh, wanted to follow up with another science fiction film. He saw Ridley Scott's film Alien and his producer decided he wanted Cozy to make something similar. Now, the problem initially with this is there was huge budgetary constraints. So Cozy decided to set the film on Earth, although retaining the idea of the alien eggs, a large creature from Scott's film. And Julie wrote a script called Alien Arrives on Earth. Now, the result of it is a film that features many of the elements that fans of Italian movies love. Cheesy dialogue, wobbly cardboard sets, and lashings of gore. I would venture that Coe's, it's obvious as well with where this film, plenty of films shot, that originally the, the idea was that the, um, they were based on a spaceship. Um, it could easily have been transposed to that. that it, and obviously, you know, it, it's in interior sh- sections for budgetary reasons. But even the scene where 
there's the, they're in the, the early contamination unit, and the uh, NYPD lieutenant who's been dragged into the situation is uh, is is there. I mean, it looks like a scene you'd see more likely in a film like Galaxy of Terror, or indeed in Star Crash, than you would in a film like you know like this, which is set on Earth. There's, there's odd buttons on the walls. It's kind of Logan's runny. If you if you can replace all the black with white, it certainly would look that way. I mean, you know, obviously it must be the gore which got the film to trouble as the rest, the rest of it's so, you know, innocent and, and quite, quite light. You know, it's a fantastical tale. In this case, it must have been the slow move, exploding stomachs. But I would venture that possibly more troublingly is the scene in the first act when there's a squid, a screw effect on a rat, which, although probably is almost certainly not animal cruelty, it's a troubling image. And it does, Although the film doesn't feel like a video nasty as such, it sits uh, comfortably alongside the huge number of these low-budget sci-fi B-movies that listed the video shops at the time. At the same time, it does feel a little bit... Uh, it's, it's, it's the moment that kind of drags it slowly into, into nasty's territory before sla- snapping it back out again, and then we just get exploding stomachs. Bearing in mind, Alien didn't get any problems, and that's a far better <laughs> executed exploding stomach scene than this, although with the slow motion obviously there's a lingering on the gore which the BBFC never really liked anyway Um, Cozy had stumbled on gold with Star Crash and were therefore was able to get a higher calibre for this film the music is by Goblin uh, which oddly credited to the Goblin who'd worked closely with Diogenes for years, creating, you know, for example, the incredible soundtrack to Suspiria. Our Alien Cyclops was created by Giorgio Ferrari, who would later <coughs> build the shark for the, the Italian Jaws clone, Great White. But possibly best known would be his work as a special effects supervisor in the 1991 tribute to classic horror, Popcorn. Um, the producer, Claudio Mancini, wanted to use the name Contamination, which had been the working title for an aborted film he'd been developing based on the Jane Fonda film, The China Syndrome. The name was duly changed against Cozy's wishes, with the producer also insisting on Cozy developing more James Bond theme elements, hence the reason why the uh, uh, the introduction of the of the, uh, the Mario Mesa's character, uh, Tony, the uh, Lieutenant Tony, uh, Tony Aris, who is uh, more of a man of action. There's a, and also, you know, there's a, there's a very lengthy set piece in the middle of the film where Colonel Holmes is stuck in the, in the bathroom with one of the eggs, and it seems to take an internal amount of time before our commander and our NYPD lieutenant work out exactly what's going on and go to investigate and try and save the woman. You know, it, it's an obvious attempt at trying to crank up the tension. The film's production officers were actually in the same building as those used by the makers of Zombie 2, which is Zombie Flesh Eaters. I think the influence of them does rub off. Particularly impressed by the products that the film had made, Cozy decided to try and hire the same cast members. It was only Ian McCulloch who came on board that. Cozy wanted to use Carolyn Munro, uh, who he did featured in Star Crash, but once again his producer overruled him and hired an older actress. Louise Marlowe instead. 
Uh, interestingly, Munro later worked with Cozy again in his film De Profundus, which is from 1989. Um, Cozy's like career is basically littered with these moments where he looks like he's going to make a massive breakthrough, and then it kind of all falls apart. Um, De Profundus was another was another one of those films. I think it's fair to say. Um, the film was like, for example, the film was meant to be uh, an unauthorized finale to uh, the Three Mothers trilogy, the Argento Three Mothers trilogy, which was, you know, Suspiria and Inferno. He shot as different from from the deep, but the American distributors uh, were planning a series of Edgar Allan Poe films and changed the title to The Black Cat, and it had no connection to the Edgar Allan Poe story. The Poe film series never materialized. And uh, the uh, the film became was very poorly received, uh, and therefore got no distribution, and uh, just kind of disappeared into the mists of time. There's a close connection between Cozy and Argenta. He worked on the special effects and phenomena, and was an assistant director uh, on Two Evil Eyes. I mean, the Mosferati and Venice thing as well is, is an interesting one in terms of his own, own problems. It gave him a chance, it gave um, him a chance to work with uh, Klaus Klitschke. And um, it was originally going to be directed by Mario Cariono. And um, he quit the picture. Klitschke wanted to finish directed himself. Cozy was brought in to help Klitschke direct. And the film did really badly because Kinsey didn't want to wear his Nosferatu makeup from the earlier film. So it just, which says it all about this kind of odd career. Now I'm, I'm painting in a bad light though, but Cozy also co-directed the screenplays for Four Flies on Grey Velvet and Barber's Monster Shark. So he obviously knew what he was doing. He's a very talented man. Um, this film, this film, uh, Contamination was done under his Americanized stage name, Lewis Coates. Um, and I think it's nice to say that uh, with Argento, uh, he did a couple of documentaries about him and for years operated and managed the Argento retail movie memorabilia store in Italy. Cozy was able to film things quickly. He had that kind of uh, that skill set that you need for this kind of filmmaking. Contamination was shot in five weeks. Three weeks in Rome, and then a further two weeks split between location shoots in New York and Columbia. Um, but I think it's, it is safe to say that he's hamstrung by the, um, by his budget. Cozy wants to use animation or stop motion photography to realize their alien cyclops at the conclusion of the film. But was overruled by the producer again. And, uh, an animatronic version was constructed instead. Cozy uh, claimed that the creature failed to work properly and would barely move. So he had to use rapid jump cuts to hide the fact they'd been pulled about by stagehands. Um, and this again is according to this Alien Arrives in Earth documentary. So let's go into why this film was banned as such. A short version was released after two two minutes and forty seconds of unofficial BBFC cuts on nineteen eighty two VIP VHS. 
and 1885 on the Europe Creative Films VHS. The film was banned as a video nasty in October 83. It was dropped from the list in 85 then, and the DVD was passed on court in 2004, and it's passed a 15. Uh, so it's currently available to buy on DVD. Um, with the including with the cuts, I mean, you have to wonder exactly what they saw that was so terrible about it. I mean, that's the thing about the furore, I suppose. We've gone into this kind of stuff that films just got wrapped up and then added to the list for little or no reason. And then, obviously, afterwards, it's only when you see it later <coughs> that you realise that um, that it, it basically, you know, be grabbed in for a bit of a title or the fact that it was, well, the fact it was an Italian production would probably be a good reason or at least an accurate reason about why it is where you know it reached that stage. Now I said before that it, it contains a lot of stuff that um, people love, and um, contamination, despite its rather dubious beginnings, has a great deal of uh, of fan love for it. It isn't like you know. Last week we spoke about the Slayer, which seemingly falls through the cracks, although it has a. Uh, a very strong following from some. Eternation is a bit more than that. I think possibly because Ian McCulloch is in the film, which has kind of led people to it a bit more. Um, you know, I don't do massive reviews of the films we're talking about normally, but I, I will say that uh, it is a lot of fun. Um, and not a perfect film, but I think some of its faults sometimes highlight, you know, exactly why... People love these kinds of retro, old school kinds of horror films. That they um, they have a great feel to them and a warmth in the, in in them. And uh, yeah, the Dublin's a bit off, and, and it, it features you know uh, very bulky looking people, shall we say, who seem to put on a couple of pounds before their uh, before their, their execution via exploding stomach. But at the same time, it is. Um, it's it's very silly and, and also has a has a wonderful that that alien and I know <coughs> cozy. And just thing about documentary is cozy does basically blame an awful lot of people for the problems that he faces making this film. And um, I think he should embrace that. You know, sometimes you just make a film that that just clicks with people. And in this case, I think that was that that is that is the case. And after all, you know, what can be more terrifying? on an Easter bank holiday weekend than seeing somebody standing next, it's being locked in a room with a glowing, humming, green alien egg. Thanks to everybody who's been in touch. We've got a little bit of feedback this week. This is from uh, this talking about contamination, which is brilliant. This is a uh, Jim Moon from the Hypnobobs podcast and the Hypnogoria website. 
wonderful podcast, great website, uh, and a good, a good man to, to, to talk to on Twitter. He's at Hypnogoria. So I, I would definitely recommend you look this up. And uh, this is him speaking about his love for contamination. Hello, Chris. Well, I couldn't let your coverage of Cozzy's Contamination pass unremarked upon. Now, this was a film I was aware of for many years. I heard about it as part of the video Nasty Flap, but I never had any real interest in seeing it as it was, by all accounts, an Italian alien knockoff. And having seen various other alien knockoffs, such as Scared to Death, Forbidden World, and Galaxy of Terror, I wasn't really in the market for yet another low-budget toilet rolls and foam rubber sub monster eating people's heads badly. And plus, being a nasty, it was bloody hard to get hold of anyway. However, time marches on relentlessly, and like so many of the so-called nasties, they would later resurface in the 90s and the 21st century, uncut and with no fuss whatsoever. And given that I'd recently rekindled my love of Italian cinema, coming back to it older, wiser, and appreciating the work of the masters a lot more, I had to give Contamination a go. Well, it stars the mighty Ian McCulloch, who, after his two zombie outings, was becoming something of a cult hero of mine. The mighty Mac fighting aliens? Well, I've got to sign up for that straight away. And, indeed, the film turned out to be a complete delight. And not just because of old Ian McCulloch kicking ass in true 70s action hero fashion. No, what surprised me was that this wasn't an alien knockoff at all. Rather, it actually owes a good deal more to zombie flesh eaters and old 50s sci fi movies. But it also weirdly seemed to be a future echo of Toby Hooper's Life Force as well. This is a fantastic smorgasbord of nonsense and trash. Exploding eggs, government agencies, globetrotting, machine gun fights, and a huge, highly silly alien at the end. Why, you can't go wrong with contamination. And to be a little more serious about it, just as the Italian giallo forms the cinematic bridge between the age of the psycho chillers as perpetrated by Hitchcock and Hammer and the later 80s slasher movies, Contamination does the same for the alien sci-fi horror story. It clearly links the invasion tales of the 50s, the body snatching of the 70s, with the slithery, slimy, gunky, gory alien incursions we'd later see in the 80s and 90s. And it also happens to be one of those rare and happy cases where a video nasty can prove that it has more going on in it than just the scenes that got it censored in the first place. Well, that's all from me. Keep up the great work, Chris. I'm hugely enjoying this podcast and greatly enjoying revisiting a lot of these movies and seeing a good few of them for the first time, playing along at home as you cover the vast archive of band filth. Cheers for that, Jim. That's fantastic stuff. I I, I, I agree. It's a great ride of a film. And, uh, you know, I, 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 funnily enough, I, I've watched Galaxy of Terror recently, and that is, that is a hard watch these days. Very difficult to get into. Whereas Contamination, uh, for all its faults, does have a, uh, a lot of fun to it. And uh, 
Uh, I can understand why, why you know, you have a, a soft spot for this movie. If you want to get in touch with me, please do. My email address is videosnastiespodcast at gmail.com. My website is videonastiespodcast.com. And my Twitter is at orange underscore monkey. Um, there's lots there if you're interested and um, if you want to take a look uh, on our website, there's all sorts of stuff. Um, I'm going to put up a link to an incredible depository that's been put online from a different website uh, of lots of different scans, like 300-page PDF of all the news articles from the Video Nasties for All, which is fantastic news for me because it means I'll be able to give you from now on more of that side of stuff and more of what the paper said about these films, which will be brilliant. I'm currently in the process of trying to work through all those that PDFs and kind of linking the quotes to the uh, to the film and is just just so fascinating to read I really recommend it I'll be putting that up in the either today or, or tomorrow um if you want to get hold of me please do my uh well, that'd be wonderful and uh, next week if you want to get hold of me on this film like the next film like Jim did what we're going to be talking about next week is one I think that we've all seen you won't necessarily have to, you know, rummage around and try to find this one on eBay. It's Evil Dead. We're going to talk about Evil Dead. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so, until then, take care. And I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. I have never seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on video? Oh, you've easy. never seen one. I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. <laughs>